Welcome to Strictly JoJo, a podcast dedicated to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where every JoJo episode is reviewed by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. This is a special episode for the April 4th JoJo event, also known as JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the animation special event, Joestar, the Inherited Soul. During this discussion, there will be potential spoilers for parts one through five, but we'll keep our part six discussion high level and only mention anything that's considered common knowledge, so you've been warned. Let's get right to it. We're talking today about the part six announcement. It's here, everyone. It's no longer an urban legend. It took over 600 days for this announcement to happen. I think the exact count was 616? Yes, according to the Is Stone Ocean Confirmed Twitter account. uh, I believe they've started one day after the conclusion of the part five anime adaptation that's crazy 616 Mm -hmm. days for us to get a confirmation about stone ocean so that does not count any time waiting between now and when it actually premieres but i bet this is going to be a a wait well worth it um because as always jojo delivers just the best for us So for anyone not familiar with what's going on right now, um, on April 4th, there was a JoJo special event, um, again, a long title, but it was essentially called Joestar, the Inherited Soul, where they brought together the voice actors for the five JoJos that we've been introduced to so far in the anime. And if you haven't seen these voice acting events um, in Japan, they pretty much get everyone together to talk about the anime, um, to talk about the characters, sometimes play games. They do live readings from different scenes. So this was very much that. Um, but the biggest part to come out of this special event was the surprise announcement for part six, Stone Ocean, um, confirmed for the anime adaptation. And it's so fucking hype. It was so worth mm-hmm. the wait and so worth sitting through. Not not that the event wasn't fun, and we'll get to the event in just a minute because there were some interesting things that happened, but it was so worth staying up late um, watching that and, and being able to see that announcement happen live. Yeah, I think the live stream opened at 2 a.m. Uh, our local time. Um, it started at 2.30, and I think you said that the official runtime was supposed to be two hours. I think so. But it ran until at least 6 a.m. our local time, which would have been, I think, 7 p.m.-ish, 7, 8 p.m. Uh, Japan time. Um, so I think they added, like, two extra hours. Hey, but that's fine by me. I, they had no audience members because, you know, with COVID, they, they couldn't bring anyone into the venue. Um, so why not? If it's a, li- a live-streamed event, people can watch mm-hmm. it later. Why not just let it run over? I'd rather have more JoJo content than less JoJo content. Yeah, and there is significance to the event being held on April 4th um because april 4th is actually jonathan joestar's birthday and it was the day that episode one of stardust crusaders first aired in japan um i know here on the west uh the western side of the world uh it was also the celebration of easter (laughs) for for the christian community but like obviously we we pushed aside Easter for Joestar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, um, again, it was well worth it to stay up from 2.30 a.m. to 6 a.m., um, but uh, we were we were a little drained for our Easter festivities. Yeah, um, and kind of coupled with that, the hashtag that was used for the event, the official hashtag, which was JoJo underscore 0404, was trending on Twitter, 
and it ended up being more popular than Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. I think someone posted on on Twitter that said, like, confirmed JoJo Part 6 is more popular than Jesus Christ. Yeah. So move over Easter. It's time for Joester. (laughs) So um, a couple of things before we talk about the event and um, the Part 6 announcement. As expected, we definitely plan to do um, weekly review episodes whenever Part 6 actually airs. So look forward to that in the, you know, hopefully near but possibly long-term future. Um, And a little side note about Part 6. As you know, we don't read manga. We only watch anime. But on the very, very, very rare occasion, which is probably like once a year at most, I'll fall in love with an anime or be so invested in a a story that i need to know what happens next um so that was the case with part six after part five concluded i just had to know i had to know all about jolene and all about part six so i actually did read all of stone ocean um granted i binge read it so i don't really remember some of the finer details i mean i remember the the overall story um but there's a lot of stuff i'm sure i'm gonna forget by the time the anime airs so it'll kind of be like a, a half new watch and half not a new watch but with these weekly episodes that we plan to do and anything um, revolving around part six i'm going to do my absolute best to not spoil anything and to try and be um try and talk from the perspective of a first-time viewer of part six even though i, I may know what's happening in the background <laughs> Yeah, and I also had the bug to read the manga. Um, I only read probably the first two or three chapters, so I I don't know what happens in the end. And you know, after hearing this part six anime announcement, I was tempted to just pick it back up again, but I've enjoyed JoJo so far through the medium of anime, and I feel like. In order to be a true anime purist, I should just experience the story as I have been for the first time in the medium of anime rather than kind of looking, I guess you could call it like looking ahead um, by reading the manga first and then comparing it to the anime. But yeah, same here. I'm just going to wait until the part six anime comes out and enjoy it um, like I've enjoyed the rest of these parts again through the visual of anime. Yeah, and I think for you it'll be easy. You'll probably only know what's happening in like the first, I'm guessing, one to maybe three episodes if, if they, um, you know, adapt everything as close to the manga as possible. But for me, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best, guys. I'm going to just sometimes maybe even pretend that I've never read the manga just to keep that that aura of um, of anime only and, and that, that sense of surprise for these podcast episodes. But regardless, it's going to be a fun ride. We can't wait to, to watch it and to talk about it every single week that it's happening. So on to the JoJo event. Um, man, this was an interesting situation because not only were we completely exhausted because it was, you know, 2.30 a.m. our time, but the auto translations we're pretty fucking wrong. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't heard or seen anything on Twitter already about it, just venture. Just go over to the JoJo underscore 0404 hashtag and just take a peek at kind of the, the craziness that was happening. There, I think it's probably one of the um, one of the more memeable moments in the, the JoJo community. Yeah, I know the, uh, the subreddit shit post crusaders was just blowing up after, after this event. <laughs> and it was mostly because of, I guess it was, 
because of the part six announcement, but mostly because of the these outrageous subs that were again auto generated. Um, it kind of felt like we were reading like the Duong scans of the live stream. <laughs> what anyone, a beautiful Duong! <laughs> yeah, for anyone who knows what that reference is, um, it felt like it kind of cheapened the event. Despite you know, I think it was like a what forty dollar price tag to, yeah. to watch the live stream. It was still enjoyable, but um, part of me was thinking like, why couldn't they you know maybe just release this for the Japanese viewers first, give it some time, and then properly have it translated by an official uh, Japanese to English translator, then it, it this is kind of like when you go on YouTube and it auto-generates subtitles for videos and it's just nonsense that's spewing. Or if you go on Google Translate and you try to translate something and it just doesn't quite turn out right, this was, mm-hmm. this was that same feel. But I have to disagree. I would not, wanted, would not have wanted them to have it live for the Japanese audience because the rest of the world would have been spoiled about the part six announcement yeah. without actually seeing anything. I think what they could have done since they didn't have any audience members anyway is just pre-record the event, do proper translations, and then just you know air it for everybody so that we can all enjoy it. Um, you know, to the to the best of our abilities. But for me, I mean, I I took Japanese in college. Truthfully, mm. I don't really remember too much of it. Um, but I I could kind of pick up on on some things. But I still I still relied pretty heavily on those subtitles, and and it was a bit crazy. I mean, at one point, um, if you aren't following us on Twitter, definitely do that at Strictly Series because we were live tweeting the event um, super early in the morning. But one of the things that we posted was that um, at one point the the subtitle said long nipples. And I'm like, I somehow doubt that any of the voice actors actually said long nipples in this conversation. Mm-hmm. And then it just went downhill from there. Um, I think some of the other things that came up, and I'm, I'm looking at our Twitter because we retweeted some things. Um, there's one that said, like, they were talking about how this was a live-streamed event with people around the world. And the subtitle said, quote, that means that people from many regions are watching this with subtitles. And JoJo have a match dogs <laughs> that suffocate. A match dog said suffocate. I'm like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> no one actually said that. And the person just uh, posted, you know, this is a fucking struggle trying to read these subtitles. And I know like the, the subs are actually trying to catch up and correctly translate in real time. So for, for some of the words, it would automatically go to the correct or I guess quote unquote correct translation. But after, you know, trying to populate several other words that sounded yeah. like it. Um, I wrote some of the subs here that just were amazing in my eyes. Um, <laughs> kind of going off of that, like, on-the-fly on the translations, uh, they mistranslated Hamon a number of times, and I was <laughs> I remember watching it as it happened um, across the bottom of the screen. At first it went Hammond, then it went Hamilton, then it went hormone, and then it went hominin. <laughs> I don't think it actually ever tra- uh, translated properly to hominin. I mean, I, I knew what they were trying to say, um, but that was great. I know watching that one in particular was like a mind fuck. I'm like, yeah. it, I, I'm already so fucking tired. I think by that point, it was probably close to four or five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I having a fever dream right now? <laughs> what yeah. is happening? And then there was the mistranslation of the last name Joe Star Jew Star a couple times, which was that was that was kind of that was kind of bad. Yeah, um, and then I wrote four quotes from the subs and harkening back to the long nipples. This one just sounded like something out of Shakespeare. The whole line was how 
I can't even read this. How long nipples, O oh heart, and burning heat, and we have the beat of the blood. <laughs> like the, oh, it sounds God. like something Jonathan is trying to say from yeah. like from like part one, like you know, to my beat, the beat of my hormone or whatever his line is. Uh, yeah, it's like oh my God, what is what is this trash? Um, another one. They reference Fallout 3 a lot. Oh my god, I, I noticed was, that. Yeah, I don't know if that was intentional, but it was Fallout 3 who is show said sushi in Japanese longbow. <laughs> um, it was it was Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. <laughs> yeah. And I had no I could I was struggling to understand what word or words the auto translator was was incorrectly switching to Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know if it was picking up some kind of English word that the actors were saying and Again, it was just translating to this video game. Um, two more quotes I have is, what is this? I have to even talk about that, but this is quite natural. We'll move. I'll kill your son. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot which actor um, said this quote. I think it was the one uh, for Joseph, but that the last what, four words obviously caught people off guard. And then my personal favorite uh, <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> it was C. John Cena versus Diablo, King of Crimson. <laughs> and I'm waiting for, for someone to, you know, put together some sort of, like, fan art of, you know, John Cena versus the, <laughs> the, the, the big baddie in part five. I know. Uh, that, that one, I think, was, was probably a, a fan favorite of these <laughs> translations. People are like, I can't wait for that John Cena versus Diavolo spin. Yeah, <laughs> or even that um, subreddit, like the Diavolo death count. I'm sure someone's already put, like, one of Diavolo's deaths is by <laughs> John, John C- Cena. Yeah. <laughs> Which, oh, God. And then, it, I, again, this eventually translated to something kind of similar to I think to it landed on John. Yeah. Like it was trying to do Giorno, so then it hit John Cena versus Diablo. Obviously, I think they're trying to do Giorno versus Diavolo. Yeah. Um, but it landed on John versus Diavolo. So at least it got the Diavolo part. Yeah. But it, it, again, it's just funny because, you know, JoJo itself is such a memeable series. And so for this to happen to one of the most memeable anime <laughs> out there, like, it, it's fitting. It, yeah, it made perfect sense. I think at one point, too... Um, so as as most of the English speak or non Japanese speaking fans were trying to just like decipher what was going on on screen against what pe- what the voice actors were saying on stage, um, I think they were having a conversation about that involved Rohan because at one point Twitter was blowing up and they were like, why do they keep keep saying Rohan? What is going on? And then people are saying like, watch, we don't get a part six announcement, we just get another Rohan spinoff. And then there was one tweet in particular that I just like died when I when I saw this. Um, we, we we retweeted it if you want to see it. But the person said, I love that JJBA fans are staying up for Stone Ocean when we'll probably get Rohan's trip to Sephora, Sister Slay. And I'm like, my God, because you've got like <laughs> Rohan goes to the Louvre and, and Rohan goes to Gucci, and, like all these spinoffs on mm-hmm. the, the manga that Rocky's done for Rohan. He claims that Rohan's not his favorite, but we all know that Rohan is his favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it, like he based it off himself, right? Yeah. It's an artist. But that that was another great thing. People were like in panic mode, like, oh, shit, is the special, is the possible announcement just going to be more Rohan content? Which, again, I can never be mad at any JoJo content that we get, um, but more Rohan content would probably be less hype than a Stone Ocean announcement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About halfway through the event, they had um, a, a Q&A session for the voice actors, um, and I think one of the questions was to Kensho Ono, who's Jorno's voice actor. I think the question said, like, who's Jorno's real dad? 
between obviously Dio and, and Jonathan. And I was like, man, he's probably screaming on the inside. Like, that's a really tough question to have to answer. <laughs> yeah. And they, the voice actors all had a discussion on it. And I think at one point, Kensho called them half dads. And I'm like, that's a good cop-out answer. Like, I would probably mm. say the same thing. Like, oh, they're both dads. Because then he doesn't have to actually answer the question. Because that's, that's heavily debated in the JoJo community is who technically is Jorno's real father. Yeah. What was it? Um, this is part three spoilers, but it... It was Dio's head that was left, and so the rest of the body was Jonathan's, right? Yeah, and I think this could be like a good, um, you know, discussion episode for us on Strictly JoJo's to talk about who who's whose pee pee was it? Whose pee pee? <laughs> whose pee pee produced Jorno? <laughs> but that was a um, that was one of the things that kind of irked me again about these rough auto translations. It's like that is probably such a great conversation for these voice actors to have like we're missing out on that because we can't understand what's going on with the um the auto translation just fucking up our brains Mm -hmm. and i think the um i think we have access to the recording of this event for 24 hours but i don't think there was any plan to do like a cleaned up translation so all of us non-japanese speakers in the world are are just kind of sitting here kind of missing out on on this great conversation um, I, I don't know. I just think it would have been so cool to really be a part of what these voice actors were saying and, and their thoughts on, you know, this, this amazing anime and what they think that their characters would do or say in certain situations. So this is just one of those pieces. Like, I'd love to, to know who all these voice actors feel is, is Jorno's real dad. So maybe at some point we'll get the cleaned up version. And if we do, we'll post about it that way. Um, you know, everyone else can enjoy it as well. I'm sure there are probably fan subs that will soon be floating out there. I've already seen like people take clips of the event on YouTube. Um, I don't think they were translated, but you know, it's it's certain things that happened during the live stream that were of of interest. Um, so yeah, hopefully, there's someone out there who can at least do their version of the cleaned up subs, just so everyone can understand what was going on. The only thing I picked up from um, what Kencho Ono was saying was he was referring to them as Papa. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Han Papa. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> um, speaking of these uh, these clips and, and screenshots popping up on Twitter and YouTube, there was like a, a very obvious post on the official JoJo Twitter that said, you know, do not repost any content from this live stream event. That's illegal and all this stuff. And of course, the JoJo community took that and memed it right away. And they posted oh, yeah. a bunch of pictures from um, either from part six or just of people getting arrested saying like me after I, you know, illegally share this content and end up at Green Dolphin Street Jail. Yeah, it's like a meta part six for everybody. At the end of the event, the last thing they had the voice actors do were readings from um, from each of their parts. And if I understood the setup correctly, they showed us like the top 10 moments from each of their parts. And then they played the number three and number two clips and then had the voice actors reenact the number one clips. Mm-hmm. Um, so from part one, that was um, when Jonathan and Dio face off for the last time. Um, and uh, pretty much everything leading up to Jonathan's death. And I thought I thought it was interesting, and I felt kind of bad for um, Jonathan's voice actor because Jonathan barely talks in that clip. Like, yeah, I guess that's the number one clip, but the guy is standing up here on stage doing voice acting, but a lot of the voice acting was just Jonathan struggling to breathe, him making a bunch of, like, grunting noises, and then having, like, one 
you know, normal lines. I was like, man, the guy didn't even really get to get to perform. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. It's, it was still a, a good moment for um, part one. And then the part two number one clip um, was fucking fantastic because mm-hmm. it was uh, the Caesar moment. And I won't talk too much of a, about it um, for anyone, I guess, who hasn't watched part two, but is venturing far enough into this podcast. But I, I tweeted about it saying they're really having Tomokazu Sugita read the Caesar scene and he killed it. Yeah. I mean, he went all out to the point where he was drooling. And I'm like, that is a man who is serious about his craft. Yeah. And I think he was also like... Once he, because everyone who did their live dub, they would put their the golden script that they were holding um, onto these pedestals on stage. Um, but after he put it on the pedestal and went back to see it, it looked like he was wiping tears from his eyes too. Which is amazing. Yeah, I think that's that's awesome. Like some people might find that cheesy. I think it's it's fantastic mm-hmm. that he's again that dedicated to the character and to voice acting that he gets all in. No, yeah, definitely. Like it's it's a testament to their talent and you know how much they really invest in in these roles. The part three clip was um, this is going to be some major spoilers for <laughs> for anyone who hasn't watched part three, but it was um, it was Jotaro versus Dio um, that last showdown. Um, so that was a really good one. The only downside is that there was no Ora Ora. It was like one Ora mm-hmm. when um, when Star Platinum punches uh, the world's leg. But I think at a later point, uh, Daisuke Ono did do a quick, like, ora, 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 which was nice. Cause yeah. That's, like, the best thing about Jotaro's voice acting. And he still does it pretty well. Because I, I forget when Part 3 originally came out. Probably, what, 2014, 15 Sounds about right. Um, and obviously, like, he's a little bit older. Um, so his voice is not as, I guess, refined as it was when he did start Ghost Crusaders. But... Yeah, he can still get that Jotaro voice down pretty well. He can. He definitely can. Yeah. And I'm sure it like that that older kind of gravelly kind of Jotaro voice is it'll fit well within um part six. So. Oh yeah, that's a good point. He's gonna be um Jotaro daddy now. The part four number one clip was Josuke versus um Yoshikage Kira the final showdown. And that was a good one because um Josuke's voice actor whose name escapes me. Um, another Ono Yuki, yeah Yuki yeah there's Daisuke Ono who's Jotaro uh, Kensho Ono who's Jorno and then Yuki Ono who's Josuke yeah so Yuki Ono um, did a great job because he had a bunch of da-da-da-da-da's at the very end and he did an amazing job like watching his mouth do that was pretty impressive so mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching his and then the part five number one clip was um, shit what was it I can't remember now it was Giorno teaming up with Mista against um, Gyacho. Oh, that's right, against Bakugo. Um, that was a cool clip because I, I just love everything about Mista. <laughs> He's like my favorite character from part five. So it was cool kind of seeing um, Kensho Ono voice act against that character. But that was another another good one. I We were all surprised, though, that the seven-page Muda scene against, yeah. um, against Green Day wasn't the number one clip. And he's done that before on other events. You can find it on YouTube. I think there was some voice acting TV show that he was on where he did the seven-page Muda live, and it was on point. It was very impressive. Um, so I was a little bummed that we didn't get to see it live um, on at the April 4th event, but he did a fantastic job regardless. Yeah, I guess that was one kind of disappointing thing about these live dubs is obviously I'm I think these were all um, fan voted on. Is I think correct? so. Uh, but again, so, we're not sure because the translations were all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously they're going to go by the events that occurred in each anime. But I, I guess to use this word, um, 
which events were the most hype for each JoJo. Um, it would have been nicer to see uh, events that catered more towards, again, the talents of these voice actors because each of them embodies their respective JoJo's so well. Uh, like I said, I think the the Jorno's seven page Muda is a perfect example of you know Kensho Ono's talent um, in in um, voicing Jorno, and I think if Jotaro, if his voice actor or uh, Daisuke Ono had done, I don't know what the equivalent of the seven page Muda is, or there's a name for it when he's against Steely Dan. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I honestly can't remember, but yeah, that yeah. was a pretty impressive set of Oro Oro. Yeah. So if they had chosen scenes that were again more catered to the i guess almost like a, a voice acting challenge for these uh these actors it would have been a little bit more pleasurable at least for, uh for me um yeah that that's my exact point with the part one clip um the who's again i'm, I'm bad with names guys but who's the voice actor for jonathan uh kazuyuki okitsu so i felt so bad for him again because he stood up there and like barely said anything just grunted a bunch of times and said like mm-hmm. one full line so yeah to your point if they had chosen a, a a scene where he would actually be able to showcase his skills i think that would have been much more appropriate but we got what we got and it was still fantastic regardless and I think the last thing I want to mention about the live dubs, I liked how uh, for the golden scripts that each of them was holding, um, they had a nice little symbol to represent each JoJo character that they were voicing. Um, I think Jonathan's script had the stone mask on it. Joseph's had the red stone of Aja. I, Aja or Aja? I don't know. I say Aja, but I think it's probably Aja. Yeah. Um, Jotaro had the symbol of the hand medallion that appears on his hat. Uh, Josuke had the Morio Town symbol. Um, and Moriocho. Jo- yeah, Moriocho. And Jorno's was the ladybug brooch. And then once they announced part six, um, a sixth golden script appeared on stage. And I believe it was Jolene's butterfly tattoo. Yes. So that was that was a nice touch. And that's a great segue into the most exciting part about this discussion, which is the part six Stone Ocean mm-hmm. anime announcement. So um, before they announced it, everyone was, of course, speculating the shit out of, you know, whether this would be announced at this event. Um, I think a lot of us had a lot of confidence that it would be. But people were noticing at the beginning of the of the event that there was a sixth chair on stage. So yeah. everyone was like, who's that chair for? Hmm? And you couldn't really see it because in most of the shots, they cut it out. But in the beginning, when everyone was approaching the stage, you could see that there were six chairs there. So uh, I don't know if that spoiled it or what the point was of that sixth chair. But that was hopeful for us as we were watching it. But I will say the fandom i mean again if you were following um that hashtag on twitter the fandom was panicking by the end (laughs) because first of all the event's already running over by like i think almost an hour um and everyone has been waiting the whole time pretty much just to see the stone ocean announcement and they really waited till like literally the last second to Mm -hmm. announce it they had all of the voice actors kind of say their closing remarks and then the um the host kind of transitioned really quick back over to Daisuke Ono, which I thought was super appropriate. Um, Again, we don't know what he was saying quite, you know, quite right, but um, the translations were kind of talking about, I don't know, like him. I think the host was mentioning like, oh, um, you've you've been one of the longer um, voice, or like longer standing voice actors on the show because Jotaro's appeared in so many parts. And I think Daisuke Ono mentioned, yeah, I've been hard at work on something else. And then that's when they cut to, to cut to the trailer announcement. Yeah, which teaser. was 
a fantastic segue. Like to me, they did it right. Like you can tell that they really, um, they, whoever, you know, whoever put the event together really wanted to make this special for Jojo fans because they could have just segway segued into the announcement. But the fact that they came back to Daisuke Ono referred to, you know, his work on Jojo so far and mentioned that like, Jotaro is a long-running character, a long-running Jojo in this series, um, and had him kind of be Jojo. The, <laughs> had him kind of segue into this announcement was so appropriate, was such a, a smart decision. And then we got that really cool trailer where they showed all of the um, the Jojo lineage, or the Joestar lineage, um, and then at the very end they um, splashed, you know, part six Stone Ocean. They gave us a shot of um, Jolene's character design, beautiful, and then it fades to black, and all you hear is. Yada yada dawa. And I was like, I was literally screaming. I mean, if you were sitting there next mm-hmm. to us, I was screaming. I was like, no fucking way. It was absolutely amazing the way they did it. And then I think the like the background of the set opens up and then out walks her voice actress. Yeah. And before we go into the voice actress, I noticed this because I rewatched that teaser a couple of times. Um, the teaser starts with, you know, images of the past JoJo's from each part, um, from parts one to five showcasing the the jojo characters that were you know the protagonists of each part did you notice that there was like a string that was going through um as they segued into oh each part? i did notice kind of like the the aesthetic of like the white lines i didn't realize it was actually a string which mm-hmm. that is so smart for yeah. for part six because anyone who's familiar with jolene's stand um her stand uses strings mm-hmm. so i thought that was a nice touch and it was a hint of what we were to expect from this teaser. <laughs> um, but yeah, after the teaser was done, uh, we go back to the live event and the voice actor for Jolene appears on stage. And it is, I think she's not much of a newbie, but I would say she's probably the youngest of the, the current JoJo voice actors. I'd call her a newbie. I mean, yeah. if you compare her um, her list of voice acting to everyone else on that stage. We, we looked her up on, um, on what Wikipedia or my anime list or something, mm-hmm. and her list is pretty short because she is newer to the game from what I understand. Her most recent big role was in How Heavy Are the Dumbbells That You Lift. Um, yes. I, I don't know the actual translation, something along those lines. I didn't watch that anime, but um, I think this is like the biggest role that she's landed so far. Mm-hmm. Her name, by the way, is Fairuz Ai. And fun fact, she is actually half Japanese and half Egyptian. So there's almost like a Stardust Crusaders <laughs> connection there. And again, it's perfect because she's playing the daughter of Jotaro um, in part six. Which is awesome because when she came out on stage, I think Daisuke Ono, again, who's Jotaro's voice actor, said something along the lines of like, welcome daughter. Like I heard him say musume, which means, <laughs> which means daughter. And I'm like, I love it. Like that's so fantastic. The fact that they embrace their characters and the lore this much. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's awesome. Because you want, you want the voice actors to be as connected to the story as we are being fans. Yeah. Um, and I guess it, it's, kind of nice because i don't know if maybe you can um or like you can confirm this for me but i would say like being a part of the jojo series is like such a blessing for anyone who's involved it's almost like the way i see it it's almost like you know with the star wars franchise here in the states um you see these actors who just are head over heels when they get parts um in these star wars projects so I think that's, that was the same case here with Fairuz. Like, this is the role of a lifetime for her. And I was reading articles about, you know, how she 
was inspired to go into voice acting after reading the Jojo manga um, to the point where she would join these, like, I guess there were Skype reading sessions of the manga with like other fans. And, you know, her parents wanted her to go another way in terms of her career. And so she had like a struggle, like trying to figure out what she wanted to, to, to do um, in her life. And then uh, she was saying all this on stage as well during the live event. And, you know, like she was very tearful and like, Tears were coming down her face. Yeah, she was, she was crying. Like, she was just so happy and, like, mm-hmm. honored to be there. And, again, being a diehard JoJo fan, I truly appreciate when these voice actors are this connected yeah. to the story, to their characters. And she's just the the most fantastic person, I think, to to be in this this position. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the, the other voice actors, again, from what I could tell with without relying on the the awful subs like they were giving her words of encouragement and words of advice and it's just nice to see how much of a it seemed like they're as much of a family um outside of their roles as they are like within obviously the, the joestar lineage that they're they're portraying yeah i know i totally agree i think um it, it was even though we couldn't quite understand what was happening you could sense that amazing supportive energy and and to your point it's both you know her being a part of the jojo family now but also her being a newer voice actress being supported by these other voice actors who have these long-standing careers and have held incredible roles in Mm -hmm. anime um so she's got a a great you know group to to kind of lean on as she takes on this role and just to make one more duong scan reference she is the fucking strong have you seen pictures of her like (laughs) she is like built and it it makes sense that she uh voiced the character in how heavy are the dumbbells you lift i don't know if it's like method acting on her part (laughs) but yeah it's great to know that firuz is is the fucking strong and (laughs) in that case she's also the perfect person to play a jojo character so let's talk about part six stone ocean and what specifically we're looking forward to um again we will not be talking about anything that's not already common knowledge for part six if you've been part of the jojo community long enough you've probably come across these facts um so hopefully none of this is a surprise or a spoiler um but yeah what i'm most excited for with part six is honestly i think um jolene's voice actress we got that snippet Mm -hmm. so let me kind of back up. When we got the the teaser trailer, that's all that we got. We don't know anything else about Part 6 other than it's confirmed, other than what Jolene's character design looks like, and then um, that I, Firuz, Firuz, Firuz yeah. um, is her, her voice actress. But we got that Yada Yada Dawa um, sample as part of that teaser. And in my opinion, it sounds perfect for Jolene. Like, this is what I imagined she'd sound like. So I'm incredibly hopeful you know, that I will do a great job and be a great fit, not only because she's so passionate about the character, but also her voice seems to be a good fit. Like, it's it's just three words, right? But it, mm-hmm. the way she said it had that very, like, Jotaro Kujo type of feel, you know, being her, um, you know, being her his daughter, but then also had, like, that strength behind it while still being pretty feminine. Yeah. And I'm probably, like, analyzing, you know, a three-word sentence way too much, but this is all I have to go on at this point, so I'm going to analyze the shit out of it. <laughs> no, her, her yari yari dawa was perfect, and I think the there was one previous voice actor for Jolene. Um, her name was Miyuki Sawashiro, and she did it for the JoJo video games. And it sounded like her. I, I actually thought it was her at first. I mm-hmm. remember I was looking it up. I'm like, is that the same? Because I played the um, 
Eyes of Heaven. Eyes of Heaven. Thank you. Yeah. I know. Again, I'm terrible with titles. Yeah, the Eyes of Heaven JoJo um, video game. I played that, and um, Jillian's part of that, and they sound pretty similar. But, mm-hmm. um, but I think I think she's gonna have like a, a a stronger take on the character. Yeah. No, I agree. I think the um, the voice actors from the video game did a, a great job, but it wasn't like like the voice acting performance didn't blow me away. And again, it, it could just be because it's part of a video game. It's not you know, the mainstream anime. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to this voice acting performance for Jolene. And I don't know if this should feel like a given, but I'm, oh, I'm hopeful that David Production is returning to Helm the Adaptation because they never officially announced a studio by name when they announced part six at this event. Yeah, I, I really hope so, too. David Productions has done a phenomenal job with everything with JoJo so far. Um, and I'll probably be a bit nervous if they don't end up taking on Part 6 because, you know, it's it's like with Attack on Titan. It's a big ask for a new studio and a new team to take on something that's already been absolutely amazing mm-hmm. and, and done well by another studio. Um, but it's going to be MAPPA. Yeah, <laughs> MAPPA's going to do part six, watch guys. Watch MAPPA take this on as well. <laughs> They're just going to be a powerhouse and steamroll steam roll over the anime community. Road roll. <laughs> so um, OP and ED, what do we think about this? Let's talk about OP first. I think we have both mm-hmm. have the same idea for the ED. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the strongest parts of each um, series or each season of JoJo is like the OPs, like it's been a meme so far like you never skip a jojo op yeah because like, they're all amazing yeah you can skip any op of any other anime but you never skip the jojo ops um i feel like it's probably going to be a female-led um song this time it would seem appropriate because it's it's jolene it's just i don't know who they would go for because i know like a lot of the previous singers for each jojo op they're I wouldn't say like they're unknown, but they're not like powerhouse um, singers or bands that are used. I know like they seem more like smaller artists. Yeah, and I know like especially for part four, uh, was it the do. Oh yeah, it was just I think it was a couple of guys that got together and like made their own band just for the sake of Diamond is Unbreakable. Yeah, which is the the do is the du, which I think it just translates to Diamond is Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're well, they're gonna go the same route with this op where they're gonna find like a relatively unknown singer um my wish list is you know the lead singer for yokoshiku shakai um i know they've done a my hero ed and i think the yasha uh, yashahime ed yeah the second ed um i think like her voice her name's naga i think naga haruko like she has that kind of nice voice which i think would kind of match the tone of part six um in terms of like almost like a progressive rock voice um my other theory not theory but hope is like lisa although i think she's too mainstream (laughs) for for a jojo op but like she's been killing it with the demon slayer songs i think that um honestly i don't i don't care who they get i just wanted to embody jolene like every Mm -hmm. aspect of her because they've done a a great job of keeping the ops on point to the jojo for that part like if you think about um part two bloody stream is so different than sonotino sadame from part one because joseph is incredibly different like basically the total opposite from his grandfather jonathan Mm -hmm. so you've got sonotino sadame which is very like epic and like um 
almost like a not a typical shonen opening, but just has that 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 vibe behind it. I think I mentioned in when we talked about the part one OP that it has like this eighties anime vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And then you you contrast that with Bloody Stream, which is super um, energetic, super hype. Um, a very fun song, which again matches Joseph's personality great. I think that um, if they keep that same style going and and try to match the song with Jolene and everything that she's about, I'll be happy regardless of who who the artist is. Like fuck, they could even bring Coda back for a third time. I'll still be happy. <laughs> and if you don't know who Coda is, he's the artist that did Bloody Stream from Part Two and did um, Fighting Gold Fighting from Agile. Part Five. Now on to the ED. I think Whoa. we're both in agreement here <laughs> because so far every part has had a period piece, um, which is super unique in anime. Um, it's it's unexpected but perfect for a show like JoJo. I don't think you could call this a period piece because part six does not take place in the same era that the song came out. Yeah, light spoilers. The part takes place in the year 2011. But I think the perfect song that maybe Jolene was kind of adapted from would be Dolly Parton's Jolene. Jolene. <laughs> you just you have to like you just have to have it. I mean, if you can have um, "Freak You" by was it "Freak Jodice, You"? Yeah, yeah, "Freak You" by Jodeci. You can have Jolene by Dolly Parton as the ED for this this part. I mean, it would be a crime if they didn't have this song. Is that as a the pun? ED. Is it, oh yeah, because you know, <laughs> Green Dolphin Street Jail. Yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to look up like whether or not Jolene, the, the JoJo character, if her namesake was taken from this song. There is no, I guess, confirmation of it online. But it, it seems like the most obvious because you know Araki always takes American music references. Um, when writing a lot of his a lot of the story of these parts so it would make sense um but yeah it would just fit in so well if they used dolly parton's song as like maybe the first ed and then you know go into something else if they choose to have like a second second ed yeah what songs came out in 2011 that would be good for for the second ed I was thinking like paramore like i think that would kind of fit jolene's vibe yeah Haley williams has a has a good voice for, for something like that although if you think about it, um, especially with Freaking You, uh, Jodeci, I think that was more of a period piece in terms of when Araki wrote part five, the manga, which mm, would have yeah. been like the what late 90s or so. Um, so I took a note of when he wrote the manga for part six, which was between 2001 and 2003. You know what band was probably at the, the height of popularity during that time? Who? I'm scared. Evanescence. <laughs> oh my God, my immortal. Or, oh my um, God, wait. Bring me to life, oh like a daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Can you imagine an Evanescence ending for part yeah, six? Yeah, that would be crazy. Oh my God. Okay. Well, if it's not Jolene, then it's got to be Evanescence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take a cue from 2003's Daredevil and just use "Bring Me to Life." <laughs> I don't know if that fits in with whatever plot is happening in part six, but yeah, that would just be great. <laughs> that would be my like my second, second, um, second hope for for the ED for part six. So I know one thing that you may want to talk about is theme song, theme song for Jolene, because what we've gotten so far, mm. um, you have Jotaro's theme, right? And then Jotaro plays a big part in Josuke's character development in part five, part part four. 
Um, and so you get those little snippets of Jotaro's theme throughout Josuke's theme, um, if I'm understanding this correctly, right? Like, you, you know this stuff better than I do, but you pointed out to me that you can actually hear Jotaro's theme played in the background of Josuke's theme, right? Yeah, there's um, a bass riff in, I believe, bass or guitar riff in Jotaro's theme, which is titled Stardust Crusaders, and you hear that as a motif at certain points within Josuke's theme song, which is titled, if luck would have it, Diamond is Unbreakable. So it would be fitting if Jotaro's, again, if the melodies from Jotaro's theme were also incorporated within Jolene's um, Jojo theme. It would, again, it would just make sense because there is that family, that blood relationship because it's uh, lights, Spoilers here, Jolene is Jotaro's daughter. Okay, that, that's pretty much common. I mean, they <laughs> announced it at the actual Jojo. Yeah. I think it's common knowledge, yes. Jolene is Jotaro's daughter. Yeah. So, again, it would make musical sense if you have that influence um, within her within her own Jojo theme. And I don't know if... I think Yugo Kano has been at the helm for the music composition for Jojo since part three. Um, so, I think if he if he's hired again for part six... Like I'm confident that he will take that and and run with it by again combining Jotaro and Jolene's music um, together, and you know I have a JoJo Spotify playlist and I actually included a fan made song of what this one um, I guess I don't know if they call him a DJ but um, the artist is User Destroyer and he put together his own version of what he thinks Jolene's theme would sound like. And it incorporates that same bass or guitar riff um, in Jotaro's theme, and it just works so well. Um, so I, I'm hoping that they will go the same route again with with jo, uh, Jolene's JoJo theme. Let's talk about art style really quick. Um, again, we only got one image from part six, and that's uh, Jolene herself. Um, we get a, a taste of her character design. And right off the bat, um, it does seem similar to part five um, in terms of like the nose and kind of the lines on there and kind of the stark details on her eyes. I wouldn't say it's a one for one. It doesn't look exactly like part six, or sorry, part five, but it does look similar to that part five um, art style. I do hope that they stick with um, their ongoing like unique art styles for each of the parts. Um, and I, I'm interested to see when we get more visuals from part six, like if they do deviate a little bit more from part five to give part six its own unique take. Well, I think you mentioned this to me. Um, Araki's kind of developed this unique style, and I think it began with part five, and it's carried on into, I think, part eight, which is the current manga part, right? Well, okay, so part part six manga does look very different than part eight Jojolian. Um, I would say his art style has become more of like, it's very reminiscent of like fashion magazines, kind mm -hmm. of fashion, fashion art in general. That's kind of where it's, it's, um, developed. And I think that's why David production gave such a distinct look to each of the parts to, um, kind of tie back into the fact that Araki's art style has changed very drastically mm -hmm. over the years. I mean, again, you look at like part one which looked like a typical kind of anime or sorry manga style um versus part three which was like very different like very harsh lines very buff dudes and then you know you got like part seven part eight which again looks like fashion magazines um i think that that if they take part six 
and give it a look similar to the manga, I would be okay with that. But I would be kind of irked if they didn't have something that looked that looked too close to part five. Yeah, I mean, looking at at the first key visual for Julian, I think it it's going to mirror part five's style a lot more. But like you said, I hope there's some kind of way that they can differentiate it um, and to go in line with each JoJo part having its own distinct animation style. If you haven't seen um, the reveal for Jolene, we've got it posted on both our Instagram at the Strictly Series and on our Twitter at Strictly Series. So you can take a look at it there. You can also look at our, our live tweets from the event if you're on our Twitter. Um, yeah, that was that was fun, as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But the characters, I do want to mention this really quick. The characters that I'm most excited for, and I'm just going to name drop them. I'm not going to give any details because this would be spoilers. Um, I'm most excited to see, besides Jolene herself, I'm most excited to see Foo Fighters weather report and poochie and that's all i'll say for anyone who who knows of part six well enough that's all i'll say you'll understand what i mean and who the hell <laughs> yeah you didn't get far enough to get introduced <laughs> to any of those characters so yeah the only one i distinctly remember and i think this is where i stopped reading in the manga was there was a little boy with a baseball cap and i believe the baseball cap had the cubs logo on it is that confirmed though do you know, like, if, and I, I should have looked this up, but I don't know, do we know if, if that's know. actually supposed to be the Cubs logo? You're the one who read the manga. <laughs> yeah, but you're the Cubs fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, me being a Cubs fan, it was great to see that um, being referenced in part six. So I'm hoping that they will do the same thing here. I'm sure in the anime, they, they will have to take creative liberties because, you know, Oh, I didn't think about that. Issues. Yeah, if it is the Cubs logo. Um, but, you know, if they can still keep those blue and white pinstripe suits um i think that they used for this this little boy that would still make this cubs fan very happy (laughs) and the last thing i wanted to to speculate um about is release date so i'm guessing that we'll probably get this anime like late 2022 like maybe um anime season like fall 2022 or maybe even winter 2023 I hope for sooner, but I think thinking realistically, I could see it being that far out. What about you? Same. I don't think this will happen this year. Although Araki did make a surprise video during the live event where he said it's currently in production. Um, Although he said, I think the translation, and these were like cleaner uh, subtitle translations. He said the theatrical release, but I I know I panicked for a second. I'm like, it better not be a two hour movie. Yeah, I think that (laughs) they just misinterpreted um like what the english translation would be but yeah i don't know again if david production is the studio that's currently working on this part but you know with the amount of detail that goes into each jojo episode i'm sure that they're going to need as much time as they can get with this one um so yeah i at the earliest i could see a 2022 release if not 2023 because if it is David production, I know right now they're they're working on. I don't know if Fire Force is wrapped up. Uh, Maybe I know Cells at Work season code two. black or something like that. Just yeah, is is ongoing or just wrapped up? I think it wrapped up already. Um, but yeah, I think they they still want to dedicate enough time. And if it's David production, which I am ninety nine percent hopeful it will be, that they get enough time um, to put together part six. But with that said, these production studios don't have the same teams working on all of the anime that they've got going on. So they'll have their, I imagine they'll have their own dedicated team for part six, but it does get tricky when you have a lot of anime on your plate and with scheduling issues. Like we've seen with other anime 
even as recently as like the winter 2021 season like some of these anime had to get pushed back or had recap episodes because their teams are just so swamped or there's scheduling issues so um yeah i just I, I i imagine they'll time it out right to hopefully avoid any of those potential issues um and give us a, a great adaptation of, of stone ocean yeah and honestly that's all the information that we have because no other info has been shared at this point um so if you are not following us already, please go follow us on Instagram at the Strictly Series and on Twitter at Strictly Series because we plan to keep everyone posted with any and all announcements um, that are shared from you know JoJo Twitter, JoJo Instagram account, or just JoJo in general. So you can uh, keep an eye out there for those. And again, we'll also be doing weekly review episodes whenever part six airs, um, similar to what we did on Strictly Anime for Attack on Titan. Um, and we'll we'll do that probably in addition to our regular schedule for Strictly JoJo. So you can look forward to both our continuation um, for our episode reviews. What We'll probably be on, what, part two, maybe part three by the time yeah. it airs. Um, and then again, on top of that, you'll have those live, well, not live, um, but the weekly reviews for Stone Ocean. Anything else you want to say? What's your final rating for <laughs> <laughs> My final rating for an anime that has not come out yet? 10 out of 10 because I'm a biased JoJo fan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was a great event to watch. Um, I think this is the first time I've watched this kind of anime event for any series. So it was nice to, to again, see all the voice actors back on stage and for them to end the event with uh, the surprise live performance of the very first JoJo OP, Sonochino Sadame by tommy that was great but man you could tell that guy's that guy's getting old <laughs> <laughs> he struggled a little bit <laughs> yeah like he was a little off key but he he still put on a powerhouse of a performance so <laughs> and it was funny kind of seeing all the the jojo voice actors behind him you know trying to get into the song but they're like <laughs> they, they they almost look like weaves like you know head banging to them or like you know doing dances but that was a great way to end to end the special event. Yeah, I, I'm glad that we we stayed up and we got to watch it live. Again, the the translations were a hindrance on our enjoyment, but I think we we still had a great time watching it. And hopefully, at some point, they'll they'll put out correct translations for that event so that we can give it a proper watch and fully appreciate everything that they were talking about. Um, but yeah, I I can't wait. My hype is indescribable at this point for part six that's all i keep thinking about i keep just looking at that picture of jolene just waiting waiting patiently for more information yeah but i think now we can all just rest easy at night knowing that it is officially confirmed <laughs> no more speculating no more wondering no more wanting it's here yeah. oh it's coming it's coming it's soon coming. <laughs> let's fucking go and that wraps up this special episode of strictly jojo if you enjoy our podcast and would like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash the strictly series and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service so that you can be notified when new episodes premiere every other Monday. Follow us on Instagram at the strictly series and on Twitter at strictly series and connect with us there or on our website, the strictly series.com to share your thoughts on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And again, we'll be sure to post any and all updates that we get on part six. You'll also find more info on strictly anime, our podcast for anime reviews and discussions. Thank you so much for listening and sharing our love of JoJo and our hype for part six Stone Ocean. Stay weeb, everyone.
ಯಾರೇ ಯಾರೇ ದಾವ